Recorded live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of AGP. Amanda Gillum presents. As always, I am your host, Amanda Gillum, and with me today is one of my co-hosts and one of my sponsors, Mr. Michael Bra from the UVN, the Underground Video Network. Say hi, Michael. Hi, Michael. Very good. <laughs> As always, AGP is brought to you by some of the most fantastic sponsors the world has ever known. From Hasm Productions, who do amazing peanut pudding and jelly comics for all ages, and some of the most gorgeous prints you will ever, ever, ever have. Trust me, Michael says it every year when he goes, look at my Captain America from Ronnie. So, Charlie, oh, you're going to absolutely love it. <laughs> On top of that, we have... Scott Comics. This is from Scott Bachman, the creator and owner of Scott Comics. He creates amazing comics, some from all for all ages, like our Supermom, where yes, there's a character of yours truly that is after her. And of course, Hard Case, and it's really kind of adult themed. It's very hard case. So go check those out. On top of that, he is a novelist and he has some amazing books for you to read as well. We also have Gem City Comic Con, which was this past weekend, which is what this episode is going to be about. On top of the fact that, hello everybody, Star Wars came out on Blu-ray today. Yay! Let's squee about that. And of course, Mr. Mark Kidwell, the create one of the creators on Images 68 comic. And like I said before, UVN, the Underground Video Network, who I get to do a lot of co-host podcasts with, but man, when you ask them to watch a table for you, they're like, but I want to go to a panel, so don't ever ask them to help you out. <laughs> with that, let's dive into <laughs> you know Amanda Bear, don't just, tell me just what so everybody don't knows, Amanda bears no grudges, no, not no, at all. never. <laughs> you didn't actually think you were going to get to an hour show without that coming up, right? <laughs> oh, I was well prepared. I'm like, I know she's going to bring it up. Oh, uh, hell yeah, I am. You, you abandoned me. My sponsor, my friend, my cosplayer. <laughs> I want to go to the panel. I don't want to watch Tony Isabella's table. Get out of here. So, <laughs> so obviously, this episode is all about one of our favorite shows, Gym City Comic Con, which was just this past weekend. I got to make a side note. I got wait. I gotta make a side note real quick, just because you mentioned that Star Wars came out, and I know you have one. You have the remote control, the the Bluetooth BB-8, right? Uh huh. You heard about the update, right? Oh yeah. For anybody listening, and if you have the the Bluetooth BB-8 and you buy uh, Star Wars: Force Awakens, there's an update where you can actually watch the movie with your BB-8, and he will respond. To the movie. Like when he sees Han, he'll get excited. When he sees uh, Kylo, he gets all terrified. And when he sees himself, he talks to himself. So, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I would, honestly, it segues into what we're talking about because I would own it today, but I am broke from Jeff City. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I was like, I did not prepare well for this week. I didn't. Did you get it? And besides, besides, I already, I already pre-ordered it. I got the um, 
because Walmart had the two. You had the basic standard package. And what's funny is, is they made people believe that there was actually a difference, but there really isn't. Everybody's like, no, 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 you can't get the one with the BB-8 cover on it because it doesn't have. Yes, it does. Read the back. It comes with the DVD, the Blu-ray, and the high, and the high-definition digital download, which I didn't need anyway because I went ahead and bought the digital download a week ago. I had already pre-ordered it because I like the little BB-8 on the front, and he flips open, and there you have um, – Finn and Ray and Han and that's what I wanted. But the only thing that would have been cooler if they would have done it is if you opened up the BB-8 and the little uh, his little uh, I would guess lighter comes out and he goes thumbs up yay that would have been really cuter. <laughs> but ever forbid no one listens to my marketing skills. So <laughs> I gotta tell you a joke real quick. I heard it at Gym City. I can't believe I've gone this long and not heard this joke. Do you know? Why Kylo Ren is so lonely? I don't know why. Because he'd been solo for so long. I died when I heard that joke. I had I I rarely give the slow clap because I don't give the slow clap for sarcasm. I looked at my friend and I'm like, that is, first of all, how how have I, how has the movie been out for so long and I have just now heard this joke? I go, that is a well-crafted joke. Kudos to you. I love, that's the best new joke I've heard in decades. So (laughs) you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. And for everybody else out there, please stop rolling your eyes. (laughs) No, 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 no. I get it. Trust me, I get it. I'm just like, oh, dear God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, but, man, Gem City, holy smokes. My knee hurts, (laughs) and I'm still tired. (laughs) My everything hurts. Holy smokes. I know. So uh, this year was exciting. It really was. We have something in common kind of this year. Well, many things, but for me and you both, this was this year was kind of a family affair. Yes. Um, I was able to bring not – well, one, my sister joined me. Now, this was her second convention. Her first convention, she sat up behind the table and promoted AGP. Very easy to do. This time, I put her to work <laughs> and made her do part of my job because – it is it is official now. I can't do my job alone anymore. It has expanded to the point where I'm like, it's too much, and I still can't. I, I know. I that's that that's exactly what happened with me too. But it wasn't just your sister, was it? No. No. So I invited my mom, my dad, and my stepmother um, to come out and take a look at what I do for a living. Because it's, it's much easier to show them than to tell them, even though they didn't get to see much of me. <laughs> I run around a lot. I have, I mean, I don't do a lot at the show. I only take care of the high-profile guests, run, help run Artist Alley, run the social media, run the volunteers, um, to make sure that the panels are running. I only had a panel. So I didn't, do, I didn't really do a lot at the show, obviously. Um. <laughs> no, it was an easy show for you this year. Quite laid, quite laid back and relaxed for you. Well, it didn't. It didn't help that the show started with an injured boss. 
I oh, show no. up at the show at noon on Friday. Now, the show was Saturday and Sunday, but staff had to be there by noon on Friday because we had to unload all of the banners and put everything up, put all the name tags on the tables, make sure that the Wi-Fi is working, you know, all the, all the little bugs that you have to do for a show. Um, figure out where does this person go? They're not on the list, but they have a name tag. What? The, so now this person doesn't have a name tag, and where do they? Where? Dude, who wrote this? So those little bugs that every show has to go through because there are unfortunately cancellations, and then new people show up. So you have things that you have to do. Um, so by the time I got there at noon. Jesse had already been there. Praise him. Thank you, Jesse, for always putting on a great show. I have to add oh, that. Oh, yes. Oh, but yes. Thank you so a, much, Jesse. He picked up a box of programs, which Amanda AGP, Amanda Gilman Presents, has a centerfold piece. As soon as you open up the program, I'm right there smack in the middle, and nobody came and got his autograph. Shame on you all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But he picked it up and he turned the wrong way and he hurt his oh, back. Oh, no. And he hurt it bad enough that he was down on the ground. And then we got oh. to put him in a wheelchair. And the worst part of this story, other than the fact that my boss is injured, is nobody got a picture of Jesse in the wheelchair so I could have the ultimate Instagram picture that said, hey, everybody's time to transform and roll out to Gem City Comic Con. Dude, <laughs> wait a moment. Seriously, but because Jesse ended up hurting himself, um, I had to really up my role, and he rewarded me. Um, last year, I started off as a volunteer, and by the end of it, I ended up as staff. This year, he explained to my family that I'm his, that it may be his show, but I'm his boss, and he upgraded me to management status when this dude showed up to do a t an interview for the television and there everybody runs back they want to talk to somebody who's in charge of the show and jesse goes amanda's in charge she can do it <laughs> wait i am okay and so yay upgrade but yeah my family was there my mom uh she came to see some of her favorite creators um, see Eric Adams, Chris Charlton, Scott Bachman, Scoop McMahon, Sean Forney, Stephanie Forney, Ronnie Fike, Mark Kidwell, Tina. She came to see all the people that have been sponsors and helped support her daughter and fans of people that she follows on Twitter and stuff. So that was really exciting. My dad and my stepmom came out. They were at the panel. My dad was being my dad. That would be the man for those of you who, if you do get to go over and either on AGP or UVN, watch the uh, video of the podcast panel, Finding Your Voice and Being Heard. Um, that would be the man at the end of the show going, what's the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek? What's this Star Wars and Star Trek thing you guys are talking about? <laughs> that would be my father. This is why if you notice as soon as he opens up his mouth, if Richard even pans anywhere near me. My eyes roll into the back of my head, and I'm going, oh, God. <laughs> Bad phone, not now. You're not supposed to do that. Ooh, but I did get a follower on Twitter. Hold on. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what was going on there um, family-wise. Plus, you know, I had some really great friends who came out to help me. And, of course, 
it's an amazing staff from Jesse Noble and Bill and everybody who helped my friend Ty die, everything else. Y'all are absolutely amazing. Um, there's no way I could have even remotely survived this show without you because I'd be dead now because my knee hurts so bad. But <laughs> I'm da- uh, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> but one of the exciting things was we moved the venue to the Dayton Convention Center. And like every time you move a venue, yeah, there are a few hiccups. No big deal. But it was really cool as people were starting to come in and load uh, or load up, load out. <laughs> they were just loading and unloading and putting their stuff up. It really started to t- take form. And from being a one-day show at a university to going to the gymnasium in the Nutter Center to being at an actual convention center, yeah. it really felt like an actual comic book convention. Don't get me wrong. It's always been a comic book convention. There's just this different vibe to it. And everybody re- it's from everything that I heard, most people really enjoyed it. I did. I loved having it at the Dayton Convention Center. It just... It, it, it's weird. It just felt right. You know what I mean? I mean, even going back, you know, we've been going since 08 and looking over the pictures from uh, at that the, the small, it was like a hallway at Wright State. It was like a hallway and like two rooms in the gymnasium for the vendors to see it fully blossom and evolve to the, the, the Dayton Convention Center. It just Oh, I did. I really everything about it, the flow of it, just it was it was big enough, but not too big. You know what I mean? Because if if you go too big, you can have the same amount of people. It just feels empty. This mm-hmm. that's that was per, it was perfect. Right. Um, the panel rooms are a little bit smaller, also. So there's only like room for like I would say twenty five, thirty people, if that. But the nice thing is, is because it is small, you're not going to have to have all these mics and everything. You yeah. you don't even have to have this big, booming voice like some people um, to be able to project. As long as you can project somewhat, you're going to be absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. Plus, it was my very first panel. Well, my second panel, but my first I did a panel the Thursday night before, but it was all about comics. This is my first podcast panel, um, something that mm-hmm. I put together with some of my nearest and dearest friends. And, again, thank you so much for being on the panel. I really appreciate it, and we're so doing it again next year, right? Oh, definitely. I, I appreciate you asking me and Richard to be a part of it. It it was a lot of – it really was. It was a lot of fun, and I was I was actually very happy – with the response that we got, we had, we actually, I don't know how many of you guys did, but we had a few people, me and Richard, come up to us when we were done and compliment, you know, the panel itself. We actually, we really did. We actually got our message through, and I really believe that we helped some people on that panel pave the I way to start their own podcast. I feel bad yeah. we had to cut people off from questions. I really do. But I think what really made the panel really good is. Even though, let's face it, there are there are a few panelists that could totally talk, and like, just they, if you give them an inch, they'll take the whole nine yards. And I was really worried about those certain few, not naming any names. 
Shout out. I'm, dig- I'm digging the irony. I will, I will compliment you on this. I did not have to pull the Ant-Man helmet out to distract you one time. Not, and I was... not, not one of the panelists overstepped the other panelists, no. and that was really cool. No, uh-uh. Even though, I, if I had to hear one more time, let's make sure Amanda doesn't go 20 minutes on her rant. Yeah. I was going to shoot you off. I did. I did like what Christina asked. Goes well. How did you, you know when she asked everybody? You know, how did you get into it? My only answer was, is I showed up and they just started talking to me. <laughs> that was that was like my introduction to behind the counter. Was I was like, hey, Mike knows some stuff. Come here, talk to us. And then they, like, <laughs> what? Like ten years later, I'm still doing it. Oh, speaking of Christina, so my really good friend Christy Blanche. Um, she is an amazing writer. She does this really great comic. It's called The Damnation of Charlie Wormwood. Um, it is, it's five issues are out. It's through on um, the independent um, comic publisher Dynamite. It's a really great comic, and I highly recommend it. Um, and she's very knowledgeable of comic books. So I asked her to do the panel. She shows up at the show and goes, what's the panel about? <laughs> Five minutes before she preps it and she takes it out like a boss. And script? What script? <laughs> <laughs> That's, ah, that is the running theme for our group. Script? What script? Ah, well, I'll wing it. We, yeah, we, we, we wing everything. But she did an amazing job, and I think it helped the fact that she knew a lot of us that were on the panel so she could banter back and forth, and I thought that was really yeah. cool of her because she's – and I thought she'd be perfect because I've seen her do some amazing panels with people like uh, Carrie Fisher, and she's doing one with Ray Park and Ian McDermott um, in Indiana this year, and I just thought she'd be absolutely perfect, and she was. So major kudos to Christy for being yeah. the moderator of the panel. And I – I got a chance to a few years ago, actually at Gym City. I think what, back when it was still at the uh, Wright State, was is I got to mediate the uh, the Twilight Star Studios panel. So I have a deep appreciation for she did she did a she did an awesome job. She really did because I got stuck with it kind of like she did. Was like, hey, we need somebody to host the panel. You want to do it? Uh, okay. <laughs> so you you guys talk comic books. That's me. How how do you do that? You know, I wasn't that bad, but Christina, she, Christy, she really did. She nailed it out of she she nailed it out of the park. Right, and I do love the fact that her first question is, "Is what's a podcast?" And I, I just love that. Hey, so Amanda, what's a podcast? Oh, wait, I was not prepared to make a definition of a podcast. Um, crap. <laughs> <laughs> But But that wasn't the only panel. So there were many different panels going on, and one that if you ever make it out to Gem City Comic Con, I highly recommend that you go check it out, other than the Heroes Initiative, because that goes to a really great cause, which I am so excited. So I want to go into the Heroes Initiative. So there was this one item that I was really hoping did really well, and I found out that it did do really well. Um, there were these Cthulhu towels, and they were made by my mom. Yes, those were my. And I I was uh, so happy to hear. I mean, I had people coming up to me after it, going, "How do I get some of those?" (laughs) Yeah. 
while we're talking about the hero the uh, the hero initiative charity auction, we got to give special props to uh, Bill Gladman and Frank Rayner. They they kill it every year. They uh, they have moderated, auctioneered, however you want to put it. They have they have hosted that charity auction for every year that I can remember, and half the fun of sitting in on it is just listening to the two of them. They they are they are treasures. They they really are. They do a hell of a job, and that is not easy. I yeah. I I listen and I watch Frank and he he like fifteen twenty 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 five going for oh my lord but yeah I uh, I got to sit in on the auction I got I got my fair share of stuff this year too the only thing about the charity oh, yes, auction you did. the only thing about the charity it, it's not a bad thing but for me when I get to Jim City I can't I can't buy anything until after the charity auction because I walk into that place going the money goes to the auction first. I am not I am not blowing a uh, a load of money on action figures and comic books. That money can go to the charity. So it's like as I'm walking around and you know I see people that I know and it's like I want that print so much. Talk to me after the the auction, see if I have anything left. <laughs> and I did. Oh, I yeah. I came home with some really good prints, and the one the one thing I got a lot of stuff. The one thing I was really happy about getting was is our friend uh, Todd Bechtel. Todd Beistel. Beistel. I always I always say Beistel. Todd Beistel. I love his work, and I went into that con knowing what I wanted to buy from him. I love his style. He he does this incredible like stained glass watercolor type. Uh, art, and I wanted this Hawkeye. And I went in there, no, I saw it. I want that Hawkeye. It was in the auction. Mm-hmm. It was in the auction, and I didn't care. I I think I got it for like 50 which is way more than what you could have picked it up for at his table, but I didn't care. I was like, I it know to go down. Great cause. Yes, it does, and that's why... And see, here's the other nice thing, too. I've known Frank and Bill for so long, and I've done that auction for so long. Frank especially, he knows me well enough. If I've got my my little auctioneer thingy, you know, near my chest, and I'm just kind of flipping it, eh, we'll see how it goes. If I've got it held straight up, Frank knows I'm in it for the long run. And when he put <laughs> up that when he put up that Hawkeye, I was just like, mine. 25 years, mine. I don't even lower it, mine. And I did. I walked <laughs> away with it, and I was so happy. Well, I'm glad that, I, and I heard that we raised a lot of money from that, and then we raised another, we raised some more money later that afternoon because there was the first annual Gem City Comic Con Drink and Draw at the Worked Wing where we had a silent auction of art that was created on site by the artists, the publishers, and the creators that were attending Gem City Comic Con. And all those proceeds benefited the Rose Art, the Rosewood Art Center and Help for Heroes. Um, and there were some amazing sketches done by Scoop McMahon, Sean Forney, uh, yeah. Jay Fife, which that, that, became, that went home with me for... Um, $70, I walked away with 
a man that will be joining me on my show shortly as we talk kaijus because him and I are huge major fans of Godzilla and Gamera and Cthulhu. And yeah. I got a Godzilla versus Cthulhu sketch, which was absolutely to die for gorgeous. And it he's, became so he, funny. He's awesome. He's he's a really good guy. He is uber talented. Like yes. one oh. of the best artists I have ever seen in my entire existence. And oh. It was so funny because not only did I get this really great sketch, which you all got to understand, original art is absolutely to die for. But I meet this guy. We become friends instantly. I go over to his table to show, you know, to tell him that I won the piece later um, on Sunday. And we start talking. And he actually bribes me to be on my show before I can even invite him to the show. So it worked out really well for me. But so the panels were great, but there's one that I just I really have to go after you for. So there's this one panel, the uh, fanboy feud, which is set up like the family feud. Um, it was Team Mark Wade versus Team Tony Isabella, and there was this one question that you all were asked of name me a comic book character who has died in comics and has never come back. You came right <laughs> off the bat with Uncle Ben. I, will I, was, give you that. I was I was lucky enough. I was the one. You know how in Family Feud, uh, when they start each one, you know a family member comes up and they do the face off. I was lucky enough that I was I was the one that got that one, and I I felt bad. I almost smacked somebody because like it it hit a reflex. My arm just went. Fling! But how did nobody say Thomas and Martha Wayne? <sighs> Did we? You know what? I think we passed on. I, I will say yes. Thomas and Martha Wayne. You know, you know where what got us was. I think it was a coin toss between Thomas and Martha. When when we won, we actually I think we passed that one to the other people. And when it came, they they got the three strikes. And when it came to us, and we were talking about it, I think our answer was. Uh, Superman's mom and dad, uh, Jor-El and uh, Laura. You guys, and it, yeah, it, you guys said Jor-El. It really was. It was a. It, we thought about it. It was a coin flip between the two, and I think the reasoning was we went with that. Was I think we figured that people knew Superman's parents a little bit more than they might have known Thomas and Martha. Nah, because when yeah, they we, think when they think Superman's parents, they're thinking out on the farm. Yeah. Think about it. Most people actually just picture Clark Kent's parents, not actual Kryptonian yeah. parents. Um, but the thing that I found funny is, is so I was sitting there and it was on the board because they'll, they'll show the answers. And I thought yeah. you all were honestly going with the fact that two questions before it was name me the characters who have donned the Superman cowl and cape, who have been uh, or not no, Superman Batman, Batman cowl and cape, um, who have been Batman before. And again, I'm sitting there going, nobody calls out Damian Wayne. What is the matter with you people? Shame on you all. I, but, you know what? I honestly couldn't remember when he, because my answer was Dick Grayson. I, know. I honestly could, I couldn't remember when Damian did it. He does. I just don't remember when, but I know he does it. But what I find hilarious is so I'm sitting there, and I'm remembering that question, and I'm watching you all try to think of a name. 
And so my thoughts processing, trying to think what you guys are thinking, and you guys actually could have, should have, would have fought the Thomas and Martha Wayne thing only because of the question two things prior because there was yeah. an argument over it does it count that Thomas that Thomas Wayne gets to be Batman because that's in the Flash uh, paradox Flashpoint paradox mm-hmm. so does that actually count because if it did if that did count then Thomas and Martha Wayne should not be on the next question two later because that means that they did come back thanks to the Flashpoint Flashpoint paradox. You should have fought it. You should have fought it. You should have done. You should have thrown out your nerd card, and you should have done it. <laughs> we could have, but we had we had to go by what the people out on the floor gave the answers to. Which the people are wrong. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it the the panels were funny, and all I have to say is is I don't care what's going on. Somebody else is doing my job next year because I'm going to be on a team. Because I will be like, I, no, that's wrong. <laughs> I did. I was fortunate enough. Uh, Christy was nice enough to pick because they, uh, they did what uh, Matt Smith referred to as the schoolyard rules where they picked us like a uh, uh, kickball. And uh, Christy was like, Michael, you want Michael. And isn't it nice that you get to know her now? And she's like, Michael. God, she is such a sweetheart because you know what? Here's how small of a world Jim City is. Is I didn't realize, because in my defense, it was a while back ago. I think it was like 2008, 2010. They were still at Wright State. I actually interviewed her. Wait a minute. After you were talking about her, wait a minute. I met her. I interviewed her years ago because she was teaching a class. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the uh, the positivity of teaching comic books, you know, like, as literature. And when Richard mentioned, I do remember that when Richard mentioned that to me, I'm like, I have to talk to her. This is this is something important to me. I have to talk to her. And then here we are, you know, some odd years later, you know, teaming up on the fanboy feud. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it. To let you all know which team, if it was to- Team Tony or Team Mark who won, but I will have to say, one team strategy of passing did not work for them in the long run, and they lost their incredibly large lead when they the other team X out with the one X. So, sorry guys, your strategy failed, but I'll let you all enjoy the mayhem that ensued. And you'll be able to actually see that video on both AGP soon and UVN, Underground Video Network, yep. very soon. Um, uh, let, on top of all the panels that were – go ahead. Yeah, and let everybody know that we did, we did do quite a lot of coverage. This was the first year that Richard and I actually attended both Saturday and Sunday. And Saturday, we, we, did, we did a little bit. Saturday just seemed – Saturday flew by. We got there, we had enough time to walk around for a little bit, and then we had the podcast panel, and then right after right after that was the Fanboy Feud, and then literally it just seemed like when the Fanboy Feud fanboy was feud. over. I'm... Fanboy Feud was Sunday. Was it Sunday? Oh, no, 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 we had two. Oh, it was the auction. I apologize. It was the auction. We had the the panel, and then the, oh, man. 
Yeah, because my nephew was there. Yeah, and then the you auction. You had the panel, the you had an hour, and then you had the auction. And the auction, I'm not saying it ran long, but because it it, it's good when it runs long because they had so much stuff that it had been donated that when it was over, it was just like, oh, crap, the con's almost over, you know. But uh, <laughs> we did do We got Saturday and we got Sunday, and we – we did we did a lot of making up for Saturday on Sunday. Um, I just recently posted some photos to the Underground Video Network Facebook site uh, of the pictures of like uh, coming soon sneak previews of all the interviews and the panels we covered. Uh, we got to talk to Frank James Bailey about his book, Nick Eckelstein from his book, Lee Zofer. Uh, we talked to the. We uh, talked uh, to the uh, it, wait, wait! It's Lee Exofer. Exover. God damn it. That's the one time my English actually betrayed me because I look at his – I know I said it right when I, when I interviewed him. Yes, Exover. Uh, we talked to the guys at the, uh, the Broken Icons table. They were killing me. They were awesome. We did the uh, – we videotaped the – I still say video. I'm so old. We got the, uh, the Raymond Power Hour. Um, I didn't get to sit in it because it was at the same time, but we did have a camera set up because we're that awesome. We got the comics for kids uh, that Scott Simmons hosted. Uh, we do have the video of Fanboy Feud, so you can stay tuned and, you know, and check out, see who won. Who was me? Um, you interviewed and, Erica uh, Martin. Yes. No, we didn't. Not not this day. Yeah. No, we, you did. We inter interviewed. You interviewed her this weekend. You interviewed her that weekend. No, that was uh, no, that was yes. Uh, ice. You interviewed her again this weekend. It's on the it's on your YouTube page. Oh, okay. I did. <laughs> oh, you did. Yeah, you did. You did. No, you, you jerk. No, you did. Okay, I did. And uh, <laughs> I got. I got a chance to Sunday. Uh, I got to talk to my friend, uh, our friend, because it still blows my mind how small our world is. Caitlin, Mousy Cosplay, she uh, she showed up with her family and the uh, some of her Ghostbuster friends. So I got to do that. I got a chance to finally sit down, well, stand up, and uh, interview her. So yes, I was about to say, wait, you found an opportunity to sit down because I sure as heck didn't. Oh no, no, it was it was standing. No, it was one of those. I think we had just come out of uh, we had just come out of the fanboy feud, and we were walking downstairs, and her and her friends and her son, who is her son, is awesome. I swear. I think I told her. I go, if I could take your son back in time to meet younger me, he would have been like the best influence on young me. So yeah, uh, stay tuned. Uh, check out undergroundvideonetwork.com and our Facebook page. Richard has got his work cut out for him. We did <laughs> so. And this kind of circles back to when we were talking about Jim uh, City being a family affair. Because I have always told people that of all the cons that I've gone to, not that other cons aren't family friendly, but Jim City just always has that, that hometown family feel. And this year I got to put my money where my mouth is because – not only did me and Richard bring on my niece Emily as a quote-unquote intern and photographer, uh, 
it was basically take pictures and hold my stuff. Because <laughs> uh, Saturday, I got a chance to finally break in my new Ant-Man costume. And I knew there was going to be no way I was going to be able to, to take pictures in it. So we wrangled her into coming. So not only was this my niece's first experience at a comic book convention, both of my nephews came, and both of them brought their little boys with them. So we actually had three generations of my family at that con, and I actually got them to – oh, you guys are going to love this when you see the video. I actually got my family – to get on video and talk about Jim City. It is so adorable, especially when you get my, my great-nephews, because I'm that old, great-nephews, Cashton and Braden, to talk about Jim. Well, Braden's the older one. He talked about it. Cashton just smiles and runs around. But it was. It was, it was so much fun having my whole family there. And the one thing that – a lot of things tickled me. But there was one point during the uh, the Heroes Initiative charity auction, they sat in with me, and I was standing in the aisleway, and I'm bidding, and I see Frank point towards me. He goes, 25. And I'm like, no. And I turn around, and there's my nephew with his flag up. I want that. I'm like, you get it, boy. You get it. And he got it. And people say it, that I'm the one who talks. <laughs> It's not hard you when it came to Jim City. going and going and going. Well, so what would you say has been your greatest score that you walked away with? Because I oh. know you had to spend money somewhere. So God. I know that you really enjoy your art, your Cod Bicel piece, but what was the I did. one do you think claimed that one? Or was there something even bigger, bad, or better that you're like, yep, that's it. That's that's the prize. That is, that is really high up there. Um... Let's see. I also got this great uh, Green Arrow print, which is absolutely gorgeous. Um, Purchase-wise, uh, after I was done talking to uh, Lee Exover, I actually I bought two prints from him. I bought his Superman and his Justice League. Those I those are really high up there. <laughs> Um, I would have to say highlight, other than my family getting to see me being at the show, is um, most. Um, if any of you know who this guy is, his name's Art Thurbert. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm... So, mm-hmm. um, for those of you who may not know who Art is, um, Art Thurbert, or Arthur Thurbert, is a comic book artist primarily known as a freelance anchor. Um, he has done pencils and even written some comics. He's best known for his work from Marvel Comics on various X-Men titles during the 1990s. Um, this man is absolutely to die for. He's so wonderful. And But his daughter there, um, she was Mandy Motionless. Uh, she was there. We got to talking, and there's this one – she's a huge <laughs> Invader Zims fan. And there's this one piece that she really wanted – and so I went and I bought it for her. Aww. And never in my life have I ever seen anybody ever so Twitter-pated over a piece. And so that was a real that was one of my great highlights. 
And I would have to say, I guess my greatest haul out of there was I ended up with two new uh, boyfriends and a father. So, um, <laughs> somehow, so that's how Amanda, my... that's how Amanda now, I should mention, she did not win them at the auction. No, we they, they were not that. up for Um Tony Isabella kept trying to figure out if he just said if I followed him home like a cat, if it would work. Um, <laughs> Bob Hall goes, all I, all I know is, is I get this message from Bob Hall when I get home, and it just says, hugs. So I think I ended up with two new boyfriends, and then Art Thurbert became my dad because his daughter, Mandy, is actually Amanda, and she decided we're sisters now, so I guess that makes Art my father. So I guess that's, I guess that's my great uh, claim for the weekend is I ended up with two boyfriends and um, a father. <laughs> <laughs> Only I can go to a convention and start claiming famous people. Uh, you're mine. Okay, this is great. <laughs> I think it was it was so hilarious. So I'm taking Tony Isabella up to the panel. I introduce him to my mom, and he just looks at my mom and goes, "If I wasn't married, I'd bend down on one knee right now and propose to her." <laughs> I'm just like, my mom has no idea who the hell you are. <laughs> you're lucky my mom knows what a comic book is. When you said that, the first thing that came to my mind was Wash from uh, Firefly. Were I not married, I would take you in a manly way. <laughs> oh, that is so awesome. The look on my mom's face is like, who's this little man? And I'm just like, don't worry about it, Mom. Because <laughs> I can't even say the words black lightning to you because you have no idea what the heck I'm talking about, so don't even worry about it. But the only thing out of there that I can say that he's worked on is Star Trek, and it's not even the movie, so just ignore. <laughs> just keep moving, please. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, as for toy-wise, man, that's hard to decide because I came home with three yippee items. Um the gods, the huge Godzilla pop figure was only sixteen bucks. Nice. So I had to get him. I had to get him because he retails at fifty nowadays. Um, and I got Cthulhu Monopoly because heaven forbid if I don't walk out with like thirty tons of Cthulhu from any show. And then I'm a huge Lego nerd. But I'm not, like, there are people out there that are collectors that, like, have the Legos and they're still in the box, and I'm not one of those people. I'm like, I want the Lego. That's just not right. Uh Uh-uh. No, it's not. And it's funny because Lego now, when you open up the packages, they have, like, this thing that says, don't just open up the bag and dump everything. No, I don't open up the bag and dump everything. (laughs) But that is the one great technological advancement that Lego has made was is Here's bag one, here's bag two, here's bag three. Um, this is how it goes. Bag one, douche. Bag two, douche. Bag three, douche. <laughs> Where's that little piece? I can't find it anywhere. It was in bag three. It's in with bag one and two already. Ah. <laughs> um... Now, um, so I got the Millennium Falcon. Now, this is not the original Millennium Falcon, but it will do anyway. Um, this is the new uh, Millennium Falcon that came out with Star Wars 7. Uh, so I'm still excited to have it regardless. The, the only real major difference is, A, the characters that come with it, and, B, the fact that the satellite dish is now a 
rectangle instead of a circle. But it still has the holographic chest set in the middle yep. of it. It flips all the way open. And since I have an original Han Solo and Chewie, I'm going to take old Han Solo and Chewie out of it. I'm going to put the original Han Solo and Chewie and my original Leia and Luke and 3PO and Arch, and I'm going to put them in there, and then I'll hang them up from the ceiling, and I'm going to recreate the uh, trench scene from Star Wars Episode Four. And then I'm going to take the newer, older characters and add them in. But really cool is now I have a second BB-8 that I can turn around and sell because now I have two BB-8s. I know. Isn't he awesome? I have that same set. And I just got to say, first of all, I love that they put Old Man Han in there. I love the Old Man Han Lego. He just, I look at him like just Harrison Ford saying, put me down. (laughs) And the BB-8 is he is so cool, but he's so tiny. He's the cutest looking ever. Oh, he is. But I, I think those always... are definitely my scores. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, I think uh, the highlight for me this year was was two things. One, like I said, having my family there, it really meant the entire world to me because they've my niece and my nephews have grown up knowing Geeky Uncle Mike, and they've seen the pictures. And not only did they actually get to see me, you know, doing my thing, they brought the boys with them. And it, it not only that, but they dressed them up. My, my nephew Cash, was they had him in a Superman shirt, and my nephew Braden was dressed up as Batman, which was funny because more than one person walked past us when they were running around with each other, they went up to us and go, yeah, they're so much more enjoyable to watch than that movie that came out. <laughs> <laughs> but the other highlight for me was, do you remember I told you uh, about a month or so ago when I first got the Ant-Man suit, uh, I wore it for a little bit at Alter Ego, and I told you about like the first five minutes I had it on, this adorable little girl came up to me and just gave me a hug. Mm-hmm. It happened again. Aww. I was, I swear to God, I was walking outside and I, uh, I heard somebody say Ant-Man and I turned and it was a mom and dad with a little girl, probably no more than four or five years old. And she come walking toward me and I'm figuring, oh yeah, she wants a picture with me. I love it. So I put my helmet on and as she got closer, her arms went out and I'm like, it's happening again. And she just gave me the biggest hug. And uh, not shortly after that, I stepped outside to get some air because, damn, that suit is hot. As I come walking back inside, another little girl with her family, she was probably about seven. She come up to me and she looked at me. She goes, are you that man? And I put my helmet on. I go, yes, I am. And she started to tell me all her favorite parts of the movie. And she, not only that, but she was talking to me like I was Ant-Man. Because she's like, and then I was telling my mom that part when you were fighting that bad guy on on the table with the train, that you should have got bigger. You should have got bigger. And, I'm, and there was a group of people watching us. And I, I am so glad I had the helmet on because I'm like welling up because I've grown into a big softie. And she's just like, and I thought it was great when you did this, and when, when you gave Peanut a hug, and then she gave me a hug, and they left, and I'm, 
I am just like a well of just emotion. And my niece comes up to me, and she holds up the camera, and she goes, look. And she got pictures of both of the uh, the uh, the meetings. She got pictures of both of them. And I'm like, oh, I love this. I love this so much. Those those were my highlights. Aw, that's so I know. cute. <laughs> it's that too sweet that made my little girl's day. So obviously someone knows you and knows the story. <laughs> Whoever it is. Don't, don't, you, don't get... I, I... Go ahead. I hope whoever is listening and they and they they know what was going on that they really have an understanding of how much that touched me and how special that both of those moments were to me. That's it it really kind of solidified why I do what I do. I, I loved it so much. Oh well that is awesome. I just I think the convention was all around a complete success. The panels were amazing. I love the fact that there were people at the panels. I I, I always feel so yes. bad when people don't show up at the panels, and it breaks my little heart. And then I was so excited to say there were people at our panels because I was so desperately nervous. Oh my oh, god, I too. was so nervous about it. I I was gonna throw up all over everything. Oh, um, trust me, I but it, I know, I know because you when know, me and Rich- was that what that smell was? You threw up in the Ant Man helmet. Is that what that smell was at the panel? No. No, uh, a few years ago at Gym City, me and Richard and our friend Gary, who started the the podcast or the the video show with Richard, we got to do our ten year. I think it was like our ten year anniversary panel. And there was like two people in it, and we we're like, we were we were appreciative of those two people, but we're you know in the back of our heads we're like, oh man, people like us. Why are people here? <laughs> so yeah, you're absolutely years. right. 20 it years. Put that's right. God. Jeez, uh, I wonder who that is. Hmm. But yeah, I, but, like uh, you said, I was so happy to see so many people in panels. It was really cool. Um, the turnout was really great. Um, yeah. We did roughly a little over 6,000 people through the doors for the weekend. I was happy when we were driving down Saturday that uh, we were seeing pictures on Facebook already of people lined up at the door. It was like, excellent. Oh, you got those. Okay, good. (laughs) Those were so – I told Richard, I go, if Amanda posted it, she probably – I'm sure there were people there, but she was probably grabbing people off the street. Come in for a picture. But I no, was you can not tell. driving people. I, know. I walked out so, the door and there was a line, and I had to. I know. It. So. It, that was awesome. I we were so happy to see that picture because it was just like the doors haven't even opened yet. There's people lined up. And I really want to say I think with the fact that um, Gem City has a bigger oomph within the social media thing, and no, this is not me tooting my own horn, but I'm. I, with someone that does check out a lot of the things that are social media, because I do have my hands in social media a lot, 
um, with Gym City making a broader name for themselves out on social media, on Tumblr and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And then with all of you guys out there, every time Gym City says something, there was like 10, 15 retweets on everything that was said. It reached so many more people, and I think that really helped the show, especially since it was going to a new venue. Yes. That is always a big fear because we know from we know people that run other conventions too that it's 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 a it's a love hate they love the idea that they actually have to step up to move their convention to a larger venue but it's also a great fear that oh man we're moving are people going to follow us and I do I. I was very happy when we got there Saturday and Sunday. That was a that was a hell of a crowd for Sunday too. Mhm. Oh I mean, man. Yeah. I mean, it's the first year that Gem City actually. It's funny. We actually were allowing people to use credit cards at the door, <laughs> and everybody's so used to Gem City going. No, you have to have cash. <laughs> everybody's practicing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> But it ended up working out because a lot of people who did end up realizing that they could use their credit cards went ahead and used their credit cards so they could give cash to the creator. So that worked out really well, too. Um, And, of course, for those of you who haven't heard, Gem City Comic Con will be April 1st. Oh, Lord, the jokes. Oh, my God. I can already hear them. (laughs) And April 2nd for 2017. I'm just listening to. Are you sure the panel's really going to be there? Is it not? Is it really? Because I, I, you're not going to say April Fools, are you? Oh Lord, have mercy. No, <laughs> this is not an April Fools joke. We will be April first to second. Um, make sure that you watch our website and our social media, which everything is Gem City Comic Con, uh, for all the information because we will take a slight break for about a week. And we will jump right into taking care of 2017 for you guys. So you already know the dates. So already start making your preparations. And Mike has to start saving now so he can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on the Heroes Initiative auction. Yes. The only <laughs> the the only thing that bummed me out this year was during the, the Heroes Initiative auction was I knew Rodney Fike was going to have some pieces in it. And I was like, I'm in. And he auctioned off two of his uh, vinyl banners. One was Superman and one was Batman. And I got outbid. I, I got outbid. And I got outbid hard because the bidding kept going after I, I had to stop. And it just kept going. So part of me loves that he, he – he raised that money, but I was also kind of bummed that I didn't get it. But what was funny, I swear this happened. The person who outbid me, I was talking to them, right? And we were talking mm-hmm. about Rodney, and we were talking about how great his work was. She goes, oh, you sh-, I swear, this is, I know I talk about a lot, but this actually happened. She goes, you should have seen the canvas of uh, Captain America he had out last year. It was amazing. And I looked at her and I go, yeah, I know. I want it. <laughs> and she started laughing. She goes, huh, karma. And I'm like, oh, like evil. 
So yeah, evidently <laughs> I, out, I, I outbid this person last year for his uh, Steve Rogers. She outbid me this year for his uh, Superman. So I had to give her props. Kudos to her. Good girl. He doesn't need to own everything. He'll never shut up if he owns everything. And I tell you what, that is honestly the hardest part about Jim City is, is I have over the years made so many friends who are legitimately great artists and creators that I even if I wasn't friends with them, I love their work. You can't buy everything. And it's like, oh God, I you know, especially I gotta give a shout out to Justin Watson. Justin Watson is one of my favorite people. I have bought so much stuff from him over the years. At the end of the day, I was just, you know, I'd had like three or four prints bought already. Uh, from people, I usually try to spread out. I, if, I, if, I, if I find somebody new and I like their work, I try to, you know, spread it out. You can't. At the end of the day, you're walking around going, oh, I wanted to buy from them. And I wanted to buy something from them. And I'm like, why can't I be rich? Why? Just for this one day. It is. It's, uh, it's a bummer. Because you didn't win the lottery. Duh. That's true. Oh, my God. Let me tell you what. If I win the lottery, I can tell you about a dozen people that go to that have tables at Gem City that will read that announcement on Facebook and just start twiddling their fingers like, yes. <laughs> I'm going to get so much of his money next year. <laughs> so, all in all, I say that the show was a great success. Ha, I did the same thing, spent all my money, and I couldn't get everything I wanted. <laughs> I know. Am I the only one who didn't spend all their money this weekend? Oh, not me. I spent... I legitimately my had sister, a... My sister threw down like $300 this weekend. Holy smokes. I threw down maybe 100 <laughs> I I... I am ashamed of me. I threw down about 200 And it got so bad that Sunday, I had to physically take a $10 bill and hand it to my niece and say, hold this. She's like, what for? I go, gas money. <laughs> I kind of overdid it this year. I go, I've got a half a take now. It'll get me through half the week. $10 will get me until payday. Don't let me spend this $10. Aw. Did you spend the yeah. $10? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I have it. Well, I'd have, I'd, you know what? Come come Thursday, I would have to be thumbing a ride to work if I had. No, you just call off. <laughs> Sorry, I can't make it uh -huh. to work. I died. <laughs> then when you go back to work, you'll be like, no, see this, what? Is what, see, this is what you people need to learn to do. You call in and you say that you died. And then when you go back to work, they'll be like, you called in dead. It's a miracle I was resurrected. That wouldn't work. The people I work with have uh they're slightly religious. And uh that would be considered that would make it for funny. me to them. <laughs> oh, that makes it even funnier to me. <laughs> but it is running them to the eight o'clock mark. So um big huge shout out to Gem City Comic Con. Congratulations yeah. on an amazing show. Um big shout out to Jesse Noble. We yes, don't yes. know what we would do without you. We love you to pieces. 
Also, I'm Jill actually Fade. clapping. <laughs> Jill Fade, of course, you are amazing. Um, all the volunteers who came out, uh, shout out to Cassandra Colton, who was there on Saturday helping out Miss Kathy Gillum, who totally took everybody by storm and everybody fell in love with. And all she wanted to do was go back to her hotel room and watch Achievement Hunters and Ray, who left Achievement Hunters. Um, <laughs> that's, that's all I heard is... <laughs> um, Yes, three says, Jim City was a great show. Thank you both for all that you did to make the show as great as it was this year. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, so big shout out to her because that's all I heard the entire weekend was, is, is the show over? I just want to be in bed and with my laptop so I can watch Ray or Achievement Hunters. So, <laughs> and you all think I'm obsessed with things. Um, big shout out to my friend Ty Dye for coming out and helping me out as well. I greatly appreciate it. It was a joy and a blessing beyond all things that you could possibly ever imagine, my friend. Um, also, I have a um, – wow, where did it go? Kara uh, Carson for helping me when I needed someone to watch a table because I was shorthanded on Sunday. Big shout-out to you. Um, I'm missing somebody. I can't remember who it is. Um, shout out to Stephanie and Sean for helping me, um, with, um, Jesse when he did get hurt. Uh, thank you to Christy Blanche and Izzy from Gem City Podcast and Richard Catterjohn and this guy here who took over the show today, um, <laughs> Michael Groff <laughs> and Troy Coach from the Uncommon Geek for making my first panel that I put together a big success. Thank you guys. I greatly appreciate it. Um, is there anybody that I'm missing other than all the guests that were there? Uh, I'd like to say special thanks to uh, Frank Rayner and uh, Bill Gladman oh, for their work on the, the panel or their work on the, uh, the auction. Like I said, it's not just an auction when they do it. You're in for a show. They are super entertaining. <laughs> And since Mike doesn't know how to do this, I guess I should say thanks to me. Thank you, Amanda. No, I and I can't honestly, believe I actually had to prep that. I had to prep you that. You did it. I was making you work for it. No, they, you did it. I busted my knee. <laughs> you did. You you helped put on a hell of a show. I I got a chance to watch you work and run around. You really did. You did a fantastic job of keeping everybody in line. It, trust it, me, you have never seen, you may have seen volunteers at a show. You've never seen me at a show. If you've never seen me work a show, it's a treat all in itself. You won't really get to see me. It's like this blur, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, seriously, Thank you, everybody. Yes, you know, thank yes, you, everybody. I am, I am very humbled and honored to be a part of an amazing staff that has an amazing show that pulls it off every year. Um, it's my home, and I will go nowhere. Gem City is my true heart and my passion, and I don't know where I would be without it. Yeah. So Very well un- said. Yeah, it is. It is. It is my, it really is, not just because I'm talking to you. It really is my Richard Underground Video Network's 
favorite favorite show of the year. Look forward to it's it home. every year. It's home. It really it is. is. It's home. It really is. I I could I I couldn't ask for a better show, and the fact that I get to watch it grow every year just pleases me. And I it it's and when I get to hear that people are happy, it makes me happy. Doesn't help with mm-hmm. my sleep, but it really does make me happy. So, um, <laughs> but we've already started working on guests for next year. So definitely make sure that you're following us on all the social media and check yep. out the website when you can. Um, and like. So in about a week, week and a half, we'll be doing stuff um, here shortly. What do you have coming up next, by the way? Holy smokes. I know uh, Richard is going to be at Space, the Small Press and Creators Expo. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. I gotta, uh, I'm going to be watching the uh, Star Wars Force Awakens at Mary Electronics. It's a fun little screening um, and then after that, I'm really not sure, but you know where you can find out, uh, undergroundvideonetwork.com. But if you get a chance, the Small Press and Creators Expo is a great show. Uh, Richard's going to be there. I believe he's going to have a table, and uh, you, most everybody that you know and love from Gym City usually end up there. So it's uh, like your second chance to get to see your family. Nice. And as for AGP, dude, just go to the website because I'm, uh, dude, I still have Motor City Comic Con, Indiana Pop Con, Indiana Comic Con. Um, there, I'm supposed to be going to the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Um, there's still so many coming up. Both of this, this, I, I don't know what what season is this. I'm not quite sure. All of them. Okay. We got all oh of God. them this last weekend. We got, no, no, real quickly. Saturday. Welcome to oh Ohio. Oh, my God. Holy smokes. It went from sunny to rainy to sunny to snow to snowstorm to sunny to dark to snow to snowstorm to back to dark. I got every it, season in one blessed day. It was horrible. After we left, we stopped in Vandalia to grab a bite to eat. And I was wearing a T-shirt. And the, like, athletic pants I wear underneath my suit, you know, they're like light material. We went inside, drink orders. I went to go use the restroom because I had been holding it for, like, 12 hours. Literally in a span of five minutes, it went from sunny and warm. And when I came and sat back down at the table, I looked outside, and it was blizzard. I know. I was in it. Oh, my Lord. Because I had started pre-prepping the car for leaving on Sunday. So, oh, yeah, welcome man. to Ohio. But this is supposed to be spring, so there's still some more spring shows. And then I'll be hitting the uh, mid-summer shows and fall shows. So keep um, keep in contact with me. You can follow me over at AmandaGillenPresents.com, Amanda Gillen Presents over on Facebook, or LadyVader79 on Twitter, and Gillen is spelled like William, but with a G instead of a W. On that note, it is after 8 o'clock, and I've got a BBH Star Wars uh, episode <laughs> in The Force Awakens that's just begging me to open it up and play with it. 
and there's still a bunch of photos that have to be posted up on Facebook from Gem City Comic Con, and there's a, there is a Millennium Falcon that needs to be put together, so I'm going to be quite busy. So on that note, everybody, may the force be with you. Thank you, Gem City Comic Con, for another great year. Can't wait to see you on April 1st and 2nd in 2017, and you all have a great night. Bye. Bye, everybody.